1: This is The Big
2: Biz Show. What's so funny about investing money, you ask? Play ball. The Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully hope to answer that. Top-rated insightful financial analysis.
3: If you are looking for insightful financial perspective on key market strategies, keep looking. I told you, this is The Big Biz Show. Hello? This... Is Russ and Sully.
4: Hey, there's our radio audience. Hey you Long, Armed Forces Radio Network, Boost Talk Radio Network. And of course, iHeartRadio. We've been talking to our television audience. If you didn't know, we're in we're multi-format. We're on TV and radio uh, uh, the same Today it's called by. What do you mean? Oh <laughs> by bi- bi- format?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're influencers, we're Bob! <laughs>
4: We're format neutral. Yeah, that's right. is what we are. Um, I finally. Uh, I'm just going to say this. I need to complete my sentence before you cut me off. I finally went into the restroom <laughs> at a hotel. See, see, I have to. You know, I have to say that because I know he's going to go somewhere. Uh, yeah. I finally went to the restroom at a hotel and was there uh, until the alarm with, went off with the ladies. Oh what? I walked. Hold on. I walked. because it, it said. Yeah, and it was like it was like oh, when it was yeah. opened. It, there was no door,
3: right? You know like, oh, in, ho- yeah. you know, like in
4: the airport when yeah, you walk in, and had the, the little the right. little you know the lazy. Yeah, Susan go thing. this way, go this way. Right, if, if you've gone, go this way. If you're going, and go it th- says basically men, women. So I thought, like I said, men on top. So I thought I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna cut right. Right, cut left. Okay, right. Oops. So I go in, and no, there's a urinal and a lady with the. I see the you know the red. Uh, there's a urinal in the ladies, and the, well, apparently it was a. I mean, oh, it was a true, him. like you're in there, and yeah. you're gonna just. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked right out. Yeah, Man. yeah. I just thought it was weird. It,
3: it was is just weird, weird for me. Yeah,
4: that's, not to be political or anything. Mm-hmm. I just thought that you know, I, I you know, it was just one of those. Would you do that at your house? Would you
3: separate your bathroom between you and your lady? I have a house. I like that that
4: has two ba- two like yeah. in the master bathroom yeah. wall two showers two sinks. Let's go two, two doors two doors two those, and two because uh, sometimes I do a, a little, holder, little as they call it do a little ala uh, uh, yeah, uh, right. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, listen. I'll get you later. <laughs> Karen Malik is the CEO of a really cool company that we discovered because of you guys. Sent us an email. Uh, Biome Grow, uh, their company stock symbol is BIO, uh, up at the Canadian Stock Exchange. On the uh, U.S. OTC Stock Exchange, it's B-I-O-I-F. Regardless, you can go to BiomeGrow.com. BiomeGrow.com. And it is a true conglomerate. They're integrating growing and processing and sales of cannabis. In Canada, and, it, and it's, it's such an interesting company because, because Karam is an ex-investment banking guy. He was the first research analyst in North America to publish a report on the sector uh, and he's obviously, he's in a lot of media. And, and it's, it's been fun to watch this thing, even you know, since we got to know him. Right. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, since we've got a bunch of people interested in him now, because we've, you know, exposed him to national television and radio, I said, I want to get him back on a regular basis and kind of follow the trajectory of, of the company. Uh, Karen, great to have you along today, all the way up there from Canada. Good to see you. Hey.
5: Good to see you as well. So, here, so, so
4: so here's my question for you. Um, uh, my question would be, can you tell us the difference, before we get into your company, uh, the difference between how cannabis companies are operated in Canada versus the U.S., because you are basically a multinational company, and you're kind of pivoting as you go here a little bit.
5: Yes, uh, so the, the, rule, the regulations are federal in Canada, and they're, they're state-specific in the U.S. So with that, the biggest difference is we can move things across uh, pro- provincial borders from B.C. all the way to Newfoundland. Uh, also, we can ship products overseas without significant issues, provided the uh, receiving jurisdiction allows uh, imports of. Uh, so goods so well. that's oh, so, okay, yeah. so
4: you can ship overseas, but can you ship from Canada to the U.S.? Because it, no. or does it
5: depend on states? I uh, know it doesn't because uh, it's illegal at the federal level. So you can't cross an international border.
4: So that so that thing around the U.S. Yeah. OK, so that's federal. Could as you, as, you um, as soon as you get inside, though, it's a state thing. <laughs> that's the issue. Dang it. Indeed. Um, so, so let's talk about supply and demand in Canada because, look at you're a smaller country in population than the U.S. is, mm-hmm. and it, but that doesn't. It, it's almost, and I and I, and I don't want to be provincial here, but I think it's almost better that way because if you think in terms of uh, uh, figuring the thing out, so we can go to school on you guys, we're going to school on a smaller restaurant before we open up the big restaurant, yeah. right? Uh, for you as a company that 's going to be multinational, talk about supply and demand versus the two countries and then how this whole thing 's going to shake out when it 's all done
5: sure what 's interesting about the uh, Canadian uh, way of doing things is we 're a, a highly highly regulated regulated federal uh, jurisdiction. So that what that means is if you're looking to develop a demand or supply profile for the sector as a whole, domestically speaking, it's fairly easy to do. Whereas in the various U.S. states uh, and several of them, like how, well, Colorado, for example, you know, it's very easy to get a license. So you have no idea how much supply is going to come online, so let's say three months from now over here. It's pretty easy to predict. So it's all buttoned down. There's a lot there's a supply shortage right now in Canada for a variety of, in, let's say, institutional and structural reasons. But that'll be cleaned up in the in, in due course in the coming quarters.
4: I, I have to ask you: Does it matter to so for you guys? Let's just say mm-hmm. the federal government in the U.S. said it's okay to, uh, to to do business now in the cannabis space. All right, um, would it matter to you as a company, as a conglomerate, whether that state, particularly? Was a, a research cannabis state, in other words, medicinal cannabis state versus a recreational cannabis state? Or, I mean, is there a better sort of vertical here, or are they both just going to blow up?
5: No, I think the way the US is going to go is uh, around 2020, you're probably going to go legal on a medical basis at the federal level. I'm not sure when recreational will go live. Um, uh, so that is interesting. It allows us to do quite a few more things across the border, uh, which we are not allowed to do right now. I think uh, where it gets actually mm. counterproductive for a Canadian perspective, if, ca- if the U.S. went legal at, um, uh, on the recreational side of things, yeah. it may impact our ability to go into certain foreign jurisdictions as the, as the leading entity, uh, you know, uh, entity in, the, in the space globally, I'm- whereas we'll have competition from U.S. companies.
3: I've got a couple ideas. I don't know if you've ever considered this, but tunneling?
5: <laughs> yeah, he's
3: not I'm saying. He's El Chapo's all... free, he's got no, some No, I mean, we're, I guess,
4: but it does bring up a good question, though. Aren't, we're as close as we've ever been in this in this sector to actually, you know, lifting the veil uh, in the U.S. And I would ask you, is the U.S. the linchpin? Because you've got Israel, you've got Canada, you've got Australia, you've got some pretty big countries that have got some long, uh, uh, long-standing uh, uh, experience in this industry and those countries are still very much alive sure and nobody's way. killing each other. I mean, is the U.S. the linchpin that, that, that blows this thing wide open yeah. in a positive way, in your opinion?
5: I think it is. I mean, uh, you can, in terms of the U.S. influence all over the world, or you can, you can make whatever case you want from an economic standpoint, but they're still the uh, cultural leader of the world in a lot of ways. So uh, so going live with the federal program will influence other jurisdictions dramatically. Uh, and, and, you know, the U.S. is considerably larger than a... Canada or Australia, for example. You've got more people in California than we do in Canada.
4: Um, let's talk a little bit about um, um, we're, I'm, I'm going to keep you over today because I'm going to talk about your company completely in the next segment. But um, the farm bill here in the U.S. Uh, uh happened at the end of last year. This was a big deal because uh, first of all, it opened the door for federal banking with respect to the hemp industry in the U.S. You guys don't have banking. And, and I guess I guess it's a two part question. Number one, when you guys went legal, was the most notable one of the most notable things the banking part of, our, of your country. And number sure. two, uh, tell us the difference down here between hemp and cannabis. I think it's important to designate.
5: Sure, uh, we had some issues with banking in terms of the big four or five banks mm-hmm. being okay with it, but ultimately the credit union stepped in to uh, fill the void, and uh, and the banks came in on later on. Not all of them are on board yet, so it hasn't been an issue in any great sense up here versus mm-hmm. what you have in the U.S. So we bank, we do everything you typically do using a variety of institutions. Um, as it relates to the U.S., uh, so you did have a Farm Bill passed in, in the U.S., but it's it's only a halfway measure in the U.S. if you think about it. The FDA hasn't ruled on hemp yet. So if you were a publicly traded hemp company, you'd be very careful not to send product over state borders or overseas yet until the FDA has uh, ruled whatever they have to rule on, on the concept of hemp. But you can grow it now, which is something you couldn't do before. So I guess, suppose that's a step in the right direction.
4: Yeah, yeah well, and, and I think uh, as far as, as you know, medicinally speaking, and, I, and we're going to get into this when you talk about your company here in just a minute. But medicinally, is there a difference between hemp cannabis and, uh, I mean, hemp CBD and cannabis CBD?
5: Uh, not really. I mean, uh, it, there's a bit of a difference in terms of how we grow, cultivate, and process the, uh, the CBD out of the plant. But it's basically the same plant yeah. at the end of the day. Um, it's, so the hemp plant is basically a TBL plant. It's just been bred down to have no tea in it.
4: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Kara uh, Malik is the CEO of Biome Grow Incorporated. Uh, Biome Grow Inc. Uh, uh, is the name of the company. And, of course, BIO, and you're looking for a television audience, you're looking uh, at their website right now. BIO is their mm. Canadian Stock Exchange stock symbol, but in the, in the U.S., it's B-I-O-I-F. Uh, and uh, basically integrated growing, processing, and sales. You are a true conglomerate, um, and, and uh, because of that, I've got to ask you, are you looking more towards the long-term impact of medical cannabis? Are you looking more towards the long-term impact of recreational cannabis? Or is it, yes, Sully,
5: it's all of the above? Yes. It is all the above, but we do for the medical side of things overseas because the margins are better. You can patent things in medical. You can't in uh in, in recreational necessarily and there's stickier pricing you can get in medical. Plus, most of the world's coming online with uh, medical programs and uh, those uh, you know populations are dramatically larger than what we have here in Canada or in the U.S. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. I think we'll do 80% of our sales overseas in the next couple of years. It'll be all medical and the 20% we do in Canada will be largely uh, recreational. Wow.
4: Stay right there for one second. That's great. Yeah, stuff Karen Malik, CEO. Let's talk about what his company does because it's really interesting if you, th- if you think in terms of, of everything they're doing. Plus long and short term global and and market positioning. A couple of their press releases they did last week were fantastic. Move over, chickpeas! Chickpeas? Oh, because of Here comes hemp. Are you are you are you falling in line on the hemp thing?
0: Oh see.
6: Too
1: much cholesterol in the blood causes plaque buildup in the arteries. Fiber has been scientifically proven to lower cholesterol. Created by Dr. J. Robert Cade, the inventor of Gatorade, Cholesterade promotes probiotic function, supports digestive health, contains all-natural flavors, and is gluten-free. In the original case study, participants saw a reduction in bad cholesterol by more than 20%. Cholesterade is the ultimate all-natural digestive aid.
4: Jump Television Studios, The Big Biz Show, our affiliates, and our hosts are not registered investment advisors or broker-dealers. Our show hosts make no commitment that the purchase of securities of companies profiled or otherwise mentioned in our programming are suitable or advisable for any person, or that an investment in such securities will be profitable in general. Given the nature of the companies profiled and the lack of an active trading market for their securities, investing in such securities is highly speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We profile selected publicly traded and privately held companies on our program. Most of these companies that we profile have Provided compensation to Jump Television Studios and its hosts for the profile coverage. From time to time, we sell shares of the companies profiled in the open market that we receive as compensation for coverage of client companies. But never sell stock if we are speaking about interviewing or covering a public company who has paid compensation. Specific questions on compensation can be obtained by contacting JumpTVStudios@gmail.com. Listeners should verify all claims and do their own due diligence before investing in any securities mentioned on this program. Investing in securities is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We encourage our listeners to invest carefully and read the investor information available at the websites on the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, at sec.gov, and or the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, at finra.org.
2: Born broke and you die broke. They're trying not to take the in-between part too seriously. It's Sully and
1: Russ on the Big Biz Show.
4: Hey there, TV audience and radio audience. Yes. 110 million broadcast homes strong. 150 radio stations worldwide. It is the Big Biz Show. You can also catch us on your mobile devices, iHeart Radio, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Roku. Biz VOD, and YTA Club, as well as Binge TV Networks. We're everywhere. Kara Malik is the CEO of Biome Grow, Inc. BiomeGrow.com. That's B-I-O-M-E. And I remember when it was like. I, it, I thought it was Biome. Kind of like Beer Me. And they are from Canada. <laughs> Hey. I, but, it's, but it's a biome grow. God. Now, uh, Carol, I have to ask you, there's all these logos that are flying across your screen on the crawl there. Highland, uh, back home, Great Lakes uh, and such. W- explain those for us, please, because that's just part of your integrated growing processing and sales, isn't it?
5: Sure. Uh, we are, uh, those are various subsidiaries under the biome uh, corporate uh, you know, uh, apparatus. Um, we w- The way to sort of look at us is we're not in the business of building one massive production facility in one province and supplying the entire country and the world from it. We build small to medium sized facilities in certain provincial jurisdictions in Canada brand local build local and and right size these facilities to the requirements of that province so we're building localized brands and uh, production facilities which is reflected in logos
4: when you, t- you know you, you were a research guy oh, i shouldn't say you're an investment banking guy and you were the first analyst in this space what made you decide that this was going to be a vertical i mean let's face it you, i mean you you were a a card carrying pay whatever morgan stanley guy and to go that far you have to admit Either you were, I mean, people were scratching their heads or you were just really, really, uh, uh, you, were, you were really pushy about this business. Because a couple years ago, people were just saying, no way. Why would you,
5: it's like legalizing heroin, for God's sakes. How did you do it? Indeed. indeed. Since, since I've been in Canada, my first focus has primarily been on identifying trends early that are highly, highly regulated industries and, uh, and getting involved early and in helping to shape the industry which is what uh, cannabis was at the end of the day. Plus, uh, one, of my, uh, one of my clients, who's running a water technology company, uh, oh, yeah. uh, decided to get into the weed game, and now he's the founder of SEA, the largest cannabis company in the world. So they sort of got us started. Wow. Let's,
4: uh, let's talk about, if, if, if someone were to ask you, what is a cannabis conglomerate? How, how would you answer that? Because you guys truly are a cannabis conglomerate. How do you, how do you describe that, or how do you answer that question?
5: Sure, we're a young company, but we've got multiple uh, assets in multiple jurisdictions that we uh, sort of formed right away from the beginning. Uh, It makes things a little challenging from from a management standpoint, but uh, these are opportunities that exist today. They may not be here six months from now. So we've got production facilities in a variety of jurisdictions, plus retail locations, plus clinics, which you'll be hearing about shortly, plus uh, what you're going to see overseas is what what makes us really interesting in in the coming months in terms of infrastructure overseas. Uh, So, yeah, it, it truly is a conglomerate in every sense of the word. You know,
4: one of the issues—or not issues—but one, you know, one of the one of the benefits, you know, and, and for—I mean—you've got sort of two schools here, uh, at least in the U.S., and and one of the schools is saying, you know, this is a isn't that that drug that people get high on? Well, the other one, uh, the other group is saying, well, look at my kid was cured from epileptic seizures and such like that. I guess the question is, what don't we know about this? That 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 I guess the the headline reading public. Uh, should know because obviously you know nobody te- t- t- tends to drill down as much as they should on some of these things. They read mm-hmm. some headlines, but what you know if you, if you could spend five minutes with somebody and say this is what you don't know about this, what, do you, what sure. what's one what of the some of the first things you'd say?
5: Well, look, there's a hundred, there's over 400 active cannabinoids in a cannabis plant. They all do different things. We only know what a few of them do right now. So there's a lot of research to be done, but there's plenty of evidence-based uh, learning that we can sort of put in front of people that say. Yeah, we have certain strains and formulations that can that can cure you or make your life a lot better from a medicinal standpoint. They don't get you high. Some may get you high, and if they get you high, we can cut the high using a variety of uh, mechanisms. Like, well, don't the do anything CBD harsh. <laughs>
3: Let's not do anything yeah. too quickly.
4: And, and, and then I, guess, I guess last of all uh, for you, and I appreciate you being so generous with your time today, and we are going to have you back for sure. Uh, I mean, he's turning into our expert uh, you know, globally. Globally. Karim Malik, uh, CEO of Biome Grow. Once again, BiomeGrow.com. And their stock symbol uh, uh, for uh, in Canada uh, on the uh, Canadian Stock Exchange is BIO here in the U.S., B-I-O-I-F. I'll put that up on our website, and you can take a look at that. But short and long-term global market positioning uh, is something you talked about the very first time you were on. I thought it was so fascinating Spend a few minutes on that because, because I don't think people realize that this is as pervasive as any technology play, uh, including cellular, CDMA, and MA. I mean, this is, a, this is a big sector, and I don't think people really realize how many verticals there are to this. Talk about that on a global basis.
5: It is a massive sector. It's, it's one of those rare times in your lifespan where you go – it's a massive se- sector from day one. And the reason for that is you're taking a black market and legitimizing and making a legal market so you're not creating a market from scratch you're just moving over from one place to the other so it goes from zero to billions of dollars right away so yeah. that's one secondly uh, if you look around the world and uh, if, uh unless you're in the industry you may not be noticing but mo- almost all of western europe now has a, has a legal medical program on board and other Jer- eastern europe's coming on board asia is coming on i like, see so we talked about australia earlier there's africa and south america coming on boards across the uh, continents with variety of different medical programs. Not recreational, maybe recreational happen down the road. So these are you know, pretty much the entire globe will probably have something at some point. It started in Canada and Israel and a few other places, but uh it just makes complete sense to have at a minimum medical program that treats things that traditional medicine is not doing a good job of treating.
4: Well and and it's it's true because that's that and that's exactly I mean you, you hit you hit the nail on the head there. Uh Karen, thank you so much. Can't wait to get you in studio once again take a look at their website. BiomeGrow.com. And uh, they call themselves Conscious Cannabis. And it, it really is the first uh, conglomerate that we've actually seen here on, uh, uh, you know, on the Big Biz Show as we've been kind of tackling mm-hmm. this vertical here. Tip uh, of the spear, as you like to say. Uh, that's exactly right. All right. Big Biz Show continues. I have a little surprise for you coming up. Me? Uh, yeah, potentially, yeah. How about an opt in world, a world with no ads online? What does that mean? That's what it was supposed to Have be. Have you with. heard of B2B? Yeah. Have you heard of B2C? No. Have you heard of. You haven't heard of business to consumer? No. Okay, B2B. Business to business. Mm-hmm. B2C, business to consumer. I didn't know this. Either. Have you heard of D2C? Ooh, that's we're a dirty tell one. You what that is. You're a
3: bad dirty. boy.
0: Go to your room.
4: there, live from the Jeff Television Studios in sunny San Diego, California. Big Biz shows on there. Look at all these networks we're on. U2 America, Biz TV. You know, we didn't talk about all the over-the-top stuff. We're on Apple TV and Roku mm-hmm. and Biz VOD.
3: Cannabis Club TV, US okay. Weed Channel. Oops, those are mine. Never mind.
4: <laughs> biz Television Network. We're also on the radio, you know, Biz Talk Radio Network and Armed Forces Radio Network. Also, iHeart Radio. We are inefficient everywhere. Hey! We're brought to you by Prudential. Let Prudential be your. Rock for retirement. Also brought to you by Rock Mobile. Don't be a rockhead like Rusty. You can get a Rock Mobile plan for twenty nine bucks a month. Yeah, I'd like to speak with Bob Babbitt. <laughs> Babbitt. <laughs> He's at the Rock and Roll Marathon. Hello. Wow. See what I did there? See? See what I did there? Got the rock. Okay. Like that? attaboy boy. Yeah. Professionals, don't try this yeah. at home. Bayer Advance, better science, better results. Better believe it. Starbucks Coffee sponsors this program. Oh, I love that. And they've got a bigger, dare I say, bolder flavor. They do have a bolder flavor. That's, that looks like a big nose right now. I've never seen you hold it like that before. No. That looks like a nose from, from Stonehenge. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what does Stone it look Rocky like now, Bob? and Brands <laughs> and their fine family of restaurants, including Fleming Steakhouse, oh, and Roy's Restaurant. Great. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Authentic Australian food at Outback Steakhouse, I hear. Good stuff. Rock Lobster. We did an appearance one time at Outback, if you recall. Oh, yeah. And uh, was a Pebble Beach? No, it was Boulder. 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 Sure, wasn't Little Rock. No. Okay. That's all I got. Oh, also, Origin Clear breakthrough water cleanup technology, and for the makers of Gatorade, Cholesterol Lower cholesterol naturally. <laughs> Results as little as eight weeks. There you go. Thank you, friends. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Have you had a scoop of cholesterol? <laughs> Yeah, I snorted too big <laughs> <That's tough today. laughs> Do you realize by the way that the uh, that the Bayer Advance that's our sponsor is yeah. not the it's not the aspirin I think we it's realize fertilizer that. Yeah. yeah good fertilizer yeah it's, yeah. it's a fertilizer hey uh, our good friend Bob Babbitt is here and Bob Babbitt of course uh, is the uh, is the founder of uh, the competitor group also on our set every single day mm-hmm. is the Challenge Athletes Foundation poster and we're glad to have been able to raise a ton of money for these guys and Bob is literally our favorite guest because we don't have to do anything when he's on the air. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so Bob, how you doing? And that's, yeah. It. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. So that's it. Actually, you know, do you know? Speaking of guys like that, your inter- your international oh, spokesperson, yeah. Bill Walton. Yes. I've interviewed him uh, hundreds of times.
7: Have you asked a question yet?
4: I only asked. Yes, I've interviewed a hundred times. I so yeah. only asked him fifty questions. Uh, have, I mean, that's it. I rented out the La Paloma
7: for yeah. the launch of his book. <laughs> And yeah, I was going to do a Q&A with him. He's
2: still I, Wait, no, you wait. An hour and a half,
7: three questions. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> That's all you need.
4: And by the way, you know, a wonderful guy. And he's been on well, the studio a number of times. But he's a guy that could be on stage and there's 4,000 people in the crowd. Yeah. And he can name them all. All of them. And then tell them the backstory. Yes. I mean, yeah. the guy's insane. Hey, great
3: to have and you on. he dated my sister. Did he really? No, he did. And he, at Helix High School. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He dated your sister? Yeah. When he broke his leg, he'd come over on crutches to the house, and I would get up on the coffee table and then up on his crutches. That's how tall no, they were. Just went. to tell him off and like say, my sister
1: Hey, alone. take your hair was off this arm lamb. Was, was this in <laughs> high school?
3: This was in, when he was in high school.
4: Okay. Yeah. Nice yeah. School? Was he a nice kid?
3: Great guy. Talky? Uh, no. No, Chad. Very shy. Because no he had a stutter back then. No yeah, key. and he was yeah. real shy because yep. he's...
4: He, He was seven foot then, I think, or close to it or something. Anyway, great guy. He He was only six foot 20 back then. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Bob, before we start, uh, let's talk about CAF real quick. This Challenge Athletes Foundation. Our season's kicking off for raising... I just found out from the mayor of San Diego and the former chief police... That I'm now again on this thing called Team Made in San Diego. You're thing. riding. I didn't realize I was riding, but I'm riding. Of course, riding you here. Are. Yes. So, so uh, talk about
7: just, talk about the
4: organization. I realize our guest today doesn't is not directly affected, no. how, although he's going to be after Absol- well, we talk. Absolutely.
7: Well, we're talking he's probably going to do the ride this year yeah, exactly. and hopefully come down for Best Weekend and try. And so, what's just, going on with you? You got lots of stuff going on. We I, got. got it last wrong. week we sent out uh, three thousand two hundred and sixty grants. Our largest that's ever. money, by the way, four point eight million dollars. Gee, so who serious. signs those? Are you? Do you, you get to sign the checks? Actually, you know what? We've set it up now. Everything's wired. You know, Wire transfer. No yeah. yeah. None of that. That's great. Yeah, wow. it works out really, really yeah. well. But one hundred and three sports. It's the most sports we've ever funded. I didn't know there was one hundred and three sports. Either. Seventy <laughs> yeah. countries, all fifty states plus Puerto Rico. Nice. It's, it's uh, biggest. It's worldwide. Ever. Yeah, it is. It They're was awesome. Really, so really in fact, cool if you stuff. want
4: to if you want to uh, contribute or you want to learn more, go to challengedathletes.org and you can find out. All also, we never get to talk about this. Talk about Babbittville. Babbittville is a really cool thing. You are one of the, well, you're probably the, you're the founder of uh, Endurance Sports uh, Media, or at least putting the spotlight on it. And you have the longest running uh, talk
7: show. Yeah. Regarding, 1990.
4: I, I mean, you're like the Jack Palance. You're in the Johnny Carson. You're the Jack of, <laughs> Palance.
7: I like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're the he's, Joey he's Bishop. Dead, though, right? yeah. You're the yeah. Joey. Well, you're the Joey you're Mentioning is dead. Uh, is still, that a problem? The people I know, you're mentioning you're, are you're dead. But you have
4: interviewed, is there anybody else even in your space? I mean, I, I, I,
7: I have no idea. I don't think there is. I don't is. have time. Talk about Babbittville. How can people listen to you? Uh, Babbittville.com. They can actually go to our YouTube channel and our Facebook Live channel. We've got, actually, we'll be at Boston Marathon this next weekend. You'll like this. So is you go step. to Boston. So there's Babbittville yeah, for, yeah. t- oh, oh, for our TV Lef- audience. For our radio audience, can't Lef- see Lef- this. Lef- but plan, uh, uh, Yeah, there you go. All my sponsors. I and, like and it. And they, yeah, sure. Yeah, all the different interviews. So, yeah, we've done. Gosh, uh, I think we figured out that we've done, I don't know how many thousands of shows now, interviews. It's been how it's long been have you great. Been, how many years have you been doing it? I started the radio show. Really, I, I reached out to what was then the Mighty 690, Mighty 690 in San back Diego. in 1990, yeah. and we had just started Competitor in 87, and the whole idea was originally back, uh, Competitor Radio. I wanted to have our athletes, our, you know, your, your triathletes and runners, people are listening to Magic Johnson, listening sure. to Wayne Gretzky on the Mighty 690, if they heard interviews with Dave Scott and Mark Allen, Paul Frazier, they think our athletes are important, too. Yeah. That was the whole idea. We were growing an industry sure. and growing our sport. Sure. And that led to Competitor Radio, which now is Babbittville. You've been, been on the air longer that. than I have. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. No, you have. 1990.
4: Because I, I got on the air in
7: 1995.
4: Although you. Rusty has been on the air since oh, Rusty, Rusty was big on in the half of the and now academy he's, I'd like to thank him a Rusty was
7: at our first ever <laughs> he was at our first ever competitor awards oh, gala a, 1993 he <laughs> surprised that Dave Scott was getting inducted into the Ironman Hall of Fame Do you remember this I remember the gig I don't I don't know You were dressed running. up we had him dressed up as a FedEx guy okay, on that? a Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. night <laughs> and had him come in By the way you,
4: Russ still dresses up as a FedEx guy to for his girlfriend and he takes tips I like it
7: that's really cool but yeah, yeah. No. he said We did a gold-plated six-iron for Dave Scott because he'd won the Ironman six times. Right. Okay. And we were like, God, we have this award for Dave, but it didn't arrive. And then Russ comes running in. And sorry, is, man. Uh, sorry, man, I'm late. <laughs> and then he talked about— You he recall just like, that? Oh, yeah, he and was then I great. did
3: another one of a, of a senator from Rhode Island, how I jogged around the state and lost a lot of weight. Yes. So I, I bought the size 58 suit— <laughs>
4: And
1: i just like, now I was in this leave. two weeks ago.
4: Now <laughs> was a, speaking of losing weight. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. so there, there's a great story here because I was a taco shy of, of, of 400 pounds at one point. In fact, I think the guys probably have the picture mm-hmm. of it uh, up there somewhere. And Bob and I connected when I started running or doing something. Yes. Back then there was really no technology. You either ran and didn't eat or you're just...
7: Yeah, there was Probably. no. There, yeah,
4: we started a thing called Club Clydesdale because. Well, because how big are you? Yeah, yeah. Bob well, created a T-shirt. No, actually, you, it was even better. You put just how big are you? Just how big are you? Just That's right. Yeah, that was a big T-shirt. So anyway, uh, so you have this penchant for picking people out that are like you know just great tr- trying stories. hard. Right? Yes.
7: Talk about this next guest. Week. Well, Marcus Cook uh, was weighing well, a taco shy of five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Marcus was—they were in the midst of selling their company, and his his partner/slash boss came to him and brought him in after the sale and said, mm-hmm. "Listen, you know, I just found out that I've got terminal cancer. I'm dying, and you're killing wow. yourself." Yeah. And that was the moment, so, so right?
4: So the partner, so the partner <laughs> said, "Hey, look, I'm dying, and I'm not trying to, and you're killing yeah. yourself uh, on your own." Yeah,
2: God. basically, so I would do anything to be you, and I was like, "Why is that? Because I could beat being fat." And you got to promise me that you're going to try to beat this. Oh, man. And so that that day changed. That's one of those course.
4: epiphanies they yeah. talk when your about. Friends, when your friend's on his deathbed, that'll kill the next pizza party. Oh, oh
2: come on. Yeah, so there it started. Uh, there it started, yep. So I just, at uh, that point, you know, I we reached out. I had weight loss surgery in, initially, uh-huh. you know, because I, I had so much weight to lose. Well, wait.
4: So to get there, though, did were you, so tell me your story, though, to, to get to the point where you had oh, weight loss surgery. Oh, I was surgery. drinking
2: a lot of Pappy Van Winkle, you
4: know what I'm saying? All
2: right, nurse. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, you know I'm a high school graduate. You know, d- homeschooled. My mom took off from school, and she was a teacher. And you know, kind of just this American dream. You know, I started a company with five thousand dollars, grew it to eight million. What you kind know? of company? And it was supplies. I do. We do supplies. Sorry. And then, uh, was it so- fitness equipment? Actually? No, just okay. <laughs> <laughs> baking. A, you know, uh, some It was bakeware. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sorry, so we sell a lot of duct tape, safety stuff, okay. you know, uh, construction supplies for, okay. for contractors doing putting the pipe in the ground, okay. uh, pipeline contractors, All right. and uh, started this company. and It grew, and then it grew, and then I found myself. And uh, you grew it with it, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh boy. Well, the na- then the name of the company was Big Boy Supply. Hello, yeah. and my, uh, be the up. slogan was "Getting bigger." Not at, you know, not because the company was getting bigger; it's because <laughs> I was getting bigger, yes. and I didn't want to be the you know the the guy walking in you know and everybody looking at him without having the cool hat, going, "Oh, he knows he's getting bigger." Right, yeah. right. He, yeah. so I just kept on getting bigger and uh, you know but you know as I you know, be, began to get bigger you know the company was successful and you know I was in the American dream but I yeah. couldn't do anything that you know you normally do whenever you're living that dream right. and
7: right. not uh, up playing tennis or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah walking so, upstairs yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> anything I couldn't do anything that everybody dreams about like walking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no so, listen I listen terrible, I I you stay right there for that a that is I'm going to keep you guys on for a minute because there's, the story gets better, and the, wow. web, the funny part—if you look at the website, his skinny pictures—the website—he's even skinnier now than the skinny pictures on the website. Yeah. In fact, if you want to check it out, we're on a commercial break. You can go to bigtolittle.com. Okay. Or bigtolittle.com. <laughs> Ooh, if you misspell yeah. it, bigtolittle.com. Marcus Cook's our guest, also Bob Babbitt from CAF. It's a Big Biz Show. Bigbizshow.com. Stand by. More of us. You won't be hearing this. <laughs>
1: Fiber has been scientifically proven to lower cholesterol. Created by Dr. J. Robert Cade, the inventor of Gatorade, Cholesterade promotes probiotic function, supports digestive health, contains all-natural flavors, and is gluten-free. In the original case study, participants saw a reduction in bad cholesterol by more than 20%. Cholesterade is the ultimate all-natural digestive aid.
2: Found out it had nothing to do with lifting beers. It's
1: Sully and Russ on the Big Biz Show.
4: Hey, Big Biz Show, BigBizShow Show.com. Great to have you along today. What is that? It's me on
3: curling team. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? Uh, well, my to that my count? parents can you, can you that uh, count? yeah my parents had to bribe a junior college here in San Diego to get me in, <laughs> but I made that where is uh, But I made the the uh, the team, the curling team, the women's curling team. Uh, and we meddled, but uh, that's. You meddled
4: in uh, what? In curling. No, you meddled. I just meddled. Heavy metal. We <laughs> Russian meddly. Rock on. Hey, uh, great to have you along today. Uh, Marcus Cook is with us, and uh, and of course, Cook, and, and yeah, Marcus Cook. Ironic last name, right. dealing Bob, with a weight issue. Bob Babbitt as well from Babbittville. Don't you think? Challenge Athletes Foundation, <laughs> Bigtolittle.com. Com. So, okay, take us from the point where you had. So your friend tells you he's dying. Do something about it. You have gastric bypass surgery. Yeah. You give yourself a head start. And yes. you're
2: at five hundred. About I was about four eighty nine. You know the uh, yeah. Close so yeah, literally yeah, a burrito shy of five hundred. Yeah, like yeah a, But good. then we, we we got some later, and then I got a tattoo. This is forty nine on my on my on my. Uh, so that's ankle. that's like another ounce. And then and then I found medical. Yeah, uh, I'm. In I About medical. So we have
4: some. By the way, so for our our radio audience, we have some. That was me working out right there. That was uh, me dying. (laughs) So was that before or after the bypass?
2: That's (laughs) after. Yeah, that was me trying to do something new every day. So and you know
4: you don't have a lot of range of motion when you're that big, do you? I remember.
2: Yeah, it was. It's tying your shoes is like cardio. It's a big deal.
7: No kidding. Yeah.
2: So how did you do it? Yeah. So so I had had gastric bypass surgery. My my surgeon comes in and he says, "Hey, when you wake up, you've got to pretend you're in the Secret Service, whatever you know, where you come out of and and you're and you're." A different person than who you are today, you right? Know? Uh, so, uh, wow, yeah. so that's what I did. So I woke up and I was like, okay, I, I'm an athlete. I can. I need to start doing stuff. Did right? you start walking? Start walking 20 minutes a day for two weeks. That was it. And did you that's get lost? Ten minute out, ten minutes back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. And I felt like those ten minutes were going to die, right? And then that turned into walking a mile a day. And nice. then that turned. it I did that for a few weeks, and I was like, man, this is. I can almost do this in 20 minutes. You know, I was doing 20 minute miles. So then, it, then it became like I think I could walk a mile and a half, two miles miles so then i got to like three miles and realized you know what now were you it, dropping weight while that was oh, happening? oh yeah yeah it was it was yeah. it was doing great but in the cool i think the moment that really solidified the path was was whenever i came to the first a telephone pole and i was like you know what i'm gonna run from here to that telephone pole okay. oh and, yeah, so you're yeah, not gonna yeah, walk about to yeah, run yeah, this 200 yeah, yards yeah or whatever. And, and it was oh, boy. And, and so i did it and i you know it was probably miserable looking but i look up and my son was with me and he was almost 16. Yeah. And me and him looked at each other and I'm gassed and he goes, Dad, that's the first time you've ever ran with me. Wow, that's and, so a lot 16 and, years. And, yeah. and that's,
3: there's another epiphany. So there, there go. Go.
4: <laughs>
2: so, so, you go. So, so, so we're crying and I, you know. Yeah, you sure. Know, we're hugging each other. You
4: weren't crying for the same reason he was, by the way. Well, he probably, was crying because it was a father son moment. You were dying of. Wow.
2: So you know, and I I didn't I didn't set out to do an Ironman. You know, people look at me and go, "Hey, you know, I, I could never do an Ironman, or I could never do a half Ironman, or I never could run a marathon." You know, I, I started by just making small steps. But when I just Literally. want to
4: know when the decision was. Was it like the telephone pole run? You said, "You know what? I'm doing Ironman. Or was it no, a year and a half no. later? So you
2: were,
7: weren't you volunteering at an Ironman yeah, race? So
2: I, I, I went to see what a triathlon. you know, because because my buddy was like, hey, you got to train for something because this is not going mean, yeah, you 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 to last. Yeah, you've got to look get forward get, have something bigger than you could yeah. ever do and train for that. I was like, okay, maybe I'll do like a 5K. He was like, no, sure. dude, 5K oh big. Is ain't nothing. Go. Yeah. I mean, you're a Texan. I was like, well, what a marathon? He's like, ah, it's boring. It's just running. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So then he was like, so he's like, look online. So I had seen... I started looking at what a triathlon was! So I was like, "Well, well you knew
4: what a triathlon was, just like I did. It was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, for many and years, got to figure, for, a for a lot of, of years, for a few snacks for a
2: lot of years, that yeah. was what our triathlon so, was. So, so I, so I said I could, I want to do a triathlon. He said, "Can you swim? I was like, "You yeah. have to swim, really? You know? He like <laughs> "Yeah, I <was> like, <laughs> you like, we you have know? swimming. So I started with this, you know, super sprint distance, and I was like, "Man, now, I what could, is that? What's what that? It's like it's like a one and a half mile swim. I mean, I mean run with the like an eight mile bike with a so super short.
4: You can do it, like normal people can do it yeah. in a half hour, you can. Yeah, exactly. and
2: I went and did that. And I was like, man, I could do that. Maybe I could do a sprint. So then I signed up for a sprint. And that's a, you know, that's where you're you're swimming like 800. You're riding your bikes for about well, 12. Then yeah. you're 5k. You're doing a three yeah. mile run. And, oh and so I did that, gosh. and I came across that deal. Well, then I started going back to the doctor. You know, doing these post-op. You know, he said "What's happening with and you? It, Who are, are like, you? Like, I think we've got to get blood work. Something bad's happening. Yeah, go. Like, oh, he thought and you had and cancer and I, something because you're losing weight. And I go, I go, hey. He goes, "What are you doing? I was like, man, I'm you know training for a triathlon he was like <laughs> I'm an Ironman, Man, so your doctor do, says. My it. doctor was, yeah. So all <laughs> of a sudden, he shows up at my first sprint that I did and races it with me, and then he and then and then we make a big goal of doing an Olympic distance, which is you know like a, it's almost a mile swim, it's about a 25, 20, yeah. 25 mile bike with a six mile run. So we go to Miami and we go do this we go do this race there. By the
4: way, how great is it that you know you, you know you're, your doctor? It's, it's, it's nerve wracking anyway. You got your
2: doctor right there. That's yeah, a pretty yeah. good Right. Idea. So, okay, so I go. Yeah.
3: yeah, insurance so, policy. You know, bring the rock
7: along. The, the,
2: so 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 after I did that Olympic I was like, man, I think I could do a half Ironman and and then and then I went to the Ironman Foundation. I said, "Hey, I, I think I'm going to raise some money for you guys. Help me tell my story." And it raised $100,000 for the Ironman Foundation. And then and then and then I got to go there to Kona. Is. Yeah, so that was me racing that that's my second that was my second. Uh, now, how, now that uh, Ironman when, right when was this? Look that at was 2018 in Texas. Look at right that there. man! You're, you're looking good. Right. Yeah, He's yeah, moving was,
4: like right I along was, there.
2: I was moving right there. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is after the bike because you yeah, got no, bike shoes on. After the swim, this is after, after the oh, swim. I'm you're moving, running yeah, your yeah. bike. Oh
4: yeah. yeah. And uh, how long was that swim you just did there?
2: Was uh, two point four miles. You just did two
4: point four miles. These run. You've, you've never moved great. that quickly no. in your life. Yeah, total. Yeah.
2: Ever. <laughs> and, you know the, the, the problem that people have that when they're dug into a hole, you may not be five hundred pounds, yeah. but you may have five hundred pounds of problems. And the that's, way you get out ooh, of that problem yeah. is you start doing something new every day. And the yeah. area you need to change, whether it's a relationship with your kid, okay. your mom, drugs, whatever. You know, here's my hey, question for you. That's
4: all of them because I've had this asked me before too. When you were there at you know day after gastric bypass surgery, and mm-hmm. you're thinking. I've got such a hill to climb here. Oh, yeah. And you go that, I'm going to just walk 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes hope. a day. Yeah. It's like you're thinking to yourself, this isn't going to make any difference. Yeah. But yeah. you got to stack them on top of each other, right? Isn't that get, the idea? Yep,
7: and you yep. also have to watch what you're eating, too. Yeah, you've uh, got yeah.
2: you,
4: you to, you know.
7: a oh. lot, oh. lot of
4: changes. And he, and he, wow, what? And he brings yep. Big Marcus across he the yeah, field. Fat, fat Marcus. <laughs> we call him Fat Marcus.
2: Fat yep. Marcus, there you go. That's my daughter, yeah. Good oh, for man. you. Iron Man, Texas. Good Lord. Marcus, thank
4: you so much. God bless you, man. Good stuff. Marcus Cook. Cook. Big to little.com and of course our good friend Bob Babbitt babbittville.com and challenge athletes we'll see you guys uh, we'll definitely see Babbitt sooner than later whether we like it or not Janet, Chris Janik is our director Jared Coleman our assistant director Curtis Madovich our floor director our floor cameraman our keeper of keys our composer and our I don't even know what else he does Russ is funny.com because is Fat russisfatandbald.com was taken you. I'm Sully you can catch me over at Sully there he goes
5: there he is up front, Curtis.